one car, two drivers, three wheels, 34 days, 3,500 miles around India. This is the Trans India Challenge podcast. Welcome to episode 12 of the Trans India Challenge podcast. I'm Peter Brill. I'm here outside the Goonj Distribution Centre here in Mumbai. And yes, that means that Alan and Pat Braithwaite and Queen Bee are about to arrive back, having achieved three and a half thousand miles around India in a Morgan three-wheeler. We're very excited. All the Goonj team are here and we're just waiting for their arrival. And I can hear the car. Here they come. Alan and Pat Braithwaite arriving in Queen Bee. Hello. Alan, you have just arrived here back in Mumbai at the Goonj Distribution Centre. Your initial thoughts? Oh, it's a little bit emotional. Um, we've made it. Actually, the cars, the last two days, run better than almost the entire trip. I think we may have solved the fuel problem. <laughs> Just been scattered with petals and flowers. <laughs> That's going to take weeks to get out of the car. <laughs> so when you set out on this, you said before you thought you could do it. Now that you have done it, was it ever in doubt? No, but it was not quite what I expected. <laughs> So I sort of thought it was going to be difficult, but we, I think, underestimated some stuff. I sort of expected trucks and a bit of heat. I hadn't expected bad roads uh, and trucks and heat. Really pleased how well I coped with the Indian driving. That was a personal challenge for me. Um, uh, But the magic's been the Goonge sites. Would you do it again? Um, I think I need notice of the question. <laughs> uh, I think we'd come and do something else, but but um, uh, I think we might find a way um, to take some of the difficulty out of the travelling so we can do more gunge and social enterprise work and so on. So, so that's where I would go. Driving holds no fears now. Although just 35 days in the execution, the Trans-India Challenge itself took some two years to plan. It was the brainchild of Alan Braithwaite, who of course you've heard throughout the podcast, but also he involved his wife, Pat. During the journey, I managed to get some time with Pat to ask her what her reaction was when Alan first suggested the Trans-India Challenge. I have to admit, I thought this was a pipe dream of his. I really didn't think that it would actually ever come off. But then slowly and surely, he kept persisting on, this is what I want to do. And I suddenly thought, oh my goodness, I think this is going to be a reality. (laughs) Wow. Um, Am I going to be able to cope? Is he going to be able to cope? And of course, then with all the drama of his heart and so on, I thought, right, it's on hold again. And in some ways, it was a bit of a relief. But here we are. And as the team celebrated at the finish, I asked Pat how she was feeling now that it's all over. Well, I'm quite emotional about it all as well, actually. Um, but uh, no, it's been absolutely amazing. And Alan has driven the ho- pretty well the whole way around. I have. 
He's done a wonderful job. And I mean, you know, because of his heart operation, it's really put him back to 110%, I think. Um, yeah. You know, because he's, he's just determined to get on with it and do all the work. And I've been more of a passenger and perhaps directing traffic a little bit as well on the odd occasion when we needed to get past some big lorries. I have to admit, I don't think I realised how heavy the roads were going to be, you know, with traffic, uh, and particularly lorries. But um, Alan's been absolutely amazing, and the team have been tremendous. Would you do it again? Um, well, I said I wanted to continue, but um, I think that not quite in the same way as Alan has said. I think we needed to uh, readjust a little bit and do something slightly different. As well as Alan and Pat, the Trans India Challenge team has been a small unit. Project manager Sheila Brill and PR manager Amanda Campbell have remained in the UK. Here in India, along with myself, Peter Brill, managing team liaison and media relations, I've been joined by regular contributor David Campbell. He's the director of the documentary which is being filmed and due to be released later this year about the whole Trans-India Challenge road trip. I asked David what his thoughts were from a film director's perspective. Well, um, <laughs> yesterday I was, be I was behind the lens uh, as Alan and Pat pulled in for the finish. So I'm observing it obviously through a camera and fiddling with controls and all the rest of it. So I didn't really take in what, what had just happened. You know, I saw the images, thought they were great. And, you know, I'm doing my job, so I'm focused on my job. But it wasn't really. Last night, uh, we got back to the hotel, really tired, really emotional, had a few beers and had a night's sleep. And I've woken up this morning and uh, I saw you, Peter, and we just looked at each other. What just happened? You know, what, what, what just happened? <laughs> We've been on the road for 35 days, something like that. And you and I, Peter, we were here for 10 days before that. It seems like we've um, taken up residence in India, doesn't it? I mean, it really does. I don't know what... I, going back home again is going to be very, very strange. I mean, one of the comments I did pick up from Alan yesterday, he turned to Anshu Gupta of Gunj and he said, the real work starts now. And that sort of seared into my brain a little bit because my work now starts I've got to go through all this footage that's 35 days of constant filming I've got to relive every moment over again and over and over and over again in some instances which will be fun but it's going to be three months of intense work in a darkened room somewhere um, so I think when I get back I'll take a week to sleep and uh, relax are you looking forward to looking back at that content, looking at it from a different perspective, from an editor's perspective? Yeah, because I've already, in the brief moments, I mean, I've obviously been editing little bits of videos we go along for Facebook and things like that. So I've had a little look at some of the things and I will look at the footage and see things in the footage that I didn't see when I was filming it because I'm just pointing the camera trying to get the exposure right, trying to get the focus right, trying to get the car in frame or the person in frame or whatever it is I'm doing. And, you know, you press the button for 10 seconds and you stop. And that's your little bit, it's your little clip for the next hour. So you just don't look at it again. When I look at it in the evening, I see faces, I see people um, turning and looking at the car in the background and their eyes wide open or mouths, jaws dropping or whatever that I, I didn't see when I was shooting it. And I'm really looking forward to making more discoveries like that. You know, really looking forward to that. One final question. Would you do it again? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'd do it, 
differently. <laughs> I do it in, uh, and maybe not just, maybe not 35 days next time, <laughs> maybe a little bit shorter. Um, but it, Peter, it has been the most amazing adventure. It has been absolutely fantastic working with you on this project. And I hope the both of us get a chance to work together again on things like this. Transindia Challenge has also had support on the ground from a team organised by PureQuest Logistics and Travel Company. We have our funny, patient and highly skilled support vehicle drivers who protected Queen Bee along the three and a half thousand mile route, Pashottam Singh and Nilesh Patel. And we have our guide and fixer, Pramod Ranjan, highly experienced with over 25 years working in the industry with clients including BBC Wildlife. I talked to Pramod after the event and asked him how the Transindia Challenge compared with other experiences. This is a real challenge, we could say. Not only theoretical, this is the practically real challenge. Because it's not a tour, it's not just only a, like mostly people, they go for the traveling, they see the monument, they see, think about the building, they think about the wildlife, they think about different, different things. But this one was totally different and even it's first time for me to do such type of tour it's most memorable experience and most memorable journey of my life when you were first told that you were going to be working on this project some mad englishman driving three and a half thousand miles around india what were your thoughts actually in fact in the starting i didn't think this could be like this because usually when we, we do the tour after two three hours journey we stop in the hotel or do the sightseeing or visit some places and while we start the journey then I realize of course this is something different. What have you learned about your own country doing this challenge? Actually after doing this challenge I have seen other part of the societies like one side we are living in the city, metropolitan cities, very luxurious life, very nominal life. But other side, whether there was no road, there people is suffering with the lack of cloths. And uh, after this, I'm going to change my life. Like uh, in Jaipur, we saw the orphanage and uh, I decided to take the responsibility of two girls' children from Jaipur orphanage. After this trip, I'm going to do that. The Transindia Challenge has received support from a number of major organisations, in particular Morgan Motor Company and Morgan dealership and preparation specialists Crazy Horse. Ralph Lauren has supplied team clothing through their Earth Polo range, launched back in April last year. Their clothing is made entirely from thread derived from recycled plastic bottles and using an entirely waterless dye process. Worldwide Foods have also been supportive, e-cargo bikes in the UK and Bearing Point UK as well. We've also been backed by Great, the UK and Northern Ireland's brand, promoted by the UK Foreign and Commonwealth Office, the FCO, in many countries around the world, including here in India. The teams received support from the FCO throughout the trip, and Queen Bee has been introduced to two Deputy High Commissioners, who are the FCO's representatives in regions around the country. Firstly, Nick Lowe, the Deputy High Commissioner in Kolkata. 
I think the Trans India Challenge, great initiative and actually a typically British thing. If, if you look at the stats, Britons are among the most generous people in the world at helping others. And what Alan, what Pat are doing, typical example of that. And it is a challenge driving this vintage three-wheeler Morgan sports car all around India to raise funds for Goonj. This will translate into real-time on-the-ground improvements for people who really need that assistance. But it's assistance that helps them build better lives for their own. So it's sustainable too. So I'm really, really enthusiastic about it and delighted to give whatever assistance I can. The first person from the Foreign and Commonwealth Office we contacted when we knew the Trans-India Challenge was finally going to take place was Dr Andrew Fleming, Deputy High Commissioner for Hyderabad. He gave Queen Bee and the team an enthusiastic welcome when we joined him at his residence. Alan is a legend. He's somebody that doesn't say but does. And Alan is very much cast of the same mould as Goonj that operates and works outside of the box outside of the stereotypical way that most of the 300,000 charitable organisations and NGOs operate in India. So I think it's a very, very interesting match. I have to hold my hand up and say that I'd not heard about Goonj until I'd heard about the Trans-India Challenge. So once I'd heard about one, I obviously began to uh, research the other. And in the case of Goonj, the work they're doing transferring what urban communities might not need to the benefit of rural communities is something that uh, is really interesting, really exciting and really relevant. Relevant to the work we're doing around um, prosperity and waste management, but also relevant because what uh, Goonj actually deliver as, a, as an organisation links in too to uh, the UK hosting COP26 uh, at the end of this year in Glasgow. So I'm hoping, as a result of this connection, we can really build a good relationship with at least the colleagues from the Hyderabad office, I'm sure colleagues from other cities around India. Uh, and it's interesting, too, that they're driving this um, Morgan car. And uh, I have to add, because I'm a completely mad football fan, that uh, although I know the story about why the car is yellow and black, it also happens to be the colours of the Hyderabad football team. Deputy High Commissioner Dr Andrew Fleming from Hyderabad. And he mentioned, of course, the work of Goonj, the not-for-profit organisation that the whole Trans-India Challenge is focused upon. As you'll know if you've been listening to previous podcasts, the challenge has aimed to raise some £200,000, that's 1.8 crore rupees, to support the work of Goonj, which uses urban waste as currency to promote the regeneration of rural communities. That target has reached close to £100,000 in pledges so far, but there's still plenty of opportunity to contribute. You can do that by visiting the challenge website, transindiachallenge.com, and clicking on a Contribute Now button, or you can visit the Give Asia website, search for Transindia Challenge, and it's a simple process of contribution. With Alan and Pat arriving back at the Goonj Distribution Centre in Mumbai, I took a moment to seek the thoughts of co-founder Anshu Gupta as he joined Alan and Pat at the finish. It's absolutely amazing. I mean, look at the determination of people. At this age, it's not easy to dream uh, something like this and then, then work so uh, relentlessly and how someone really become absolutely restless if it is even delayed by a day, 
or if a part is stuck somewhere, I mean, that's all. Absolutely beautiful. When Alan first phoned you and you heard about this, did you actually believe they could do it? It's not like that I didn't believe in all that, but because I, I think I, I said it earlier also that uh, we have never gone into such things. But as an institution, as an individual, to be honest, I understand the power of people. And I mean, if Goonj has also grown because we've really, really trusted on every single idea people came up. So, so for me, for me, it's a beautiful idea. And Alan said this really is actually where the hard work starts. He wants to be more involved. He wants to work harder for Goonj. What opportunities do you think that this, the challenge, presents now? He and Pat both, both of them are the best, uh, the exposed person in terms of what we're doing on ground. Because a lot of people understand, a lot of people have seen, a lot of people have read, a lot of people have seen our work in bits and pieces. But comprehensively, uh, for, for many months, you, Ellen and all, uh, are reading about it, uh, and then and you see it in practice. And, and you meet people, you talk to people, and that too, like pan-India basis, it's not like one of the state or something. So I think they are the people who, who really know the soul of it. And that's the most important part. Like in Hindi, we call it Atma, the soul. So once you understand the soul of it, and not only what is happening, but also why it is happening. Again, not only how it is happening, but again, why it is happening. Those are the most important. It's absolutely motivational, inspirational for hundreds and thousands of people. Goonj co-founder Anshu Gupta, and we'll be hearing from his wife Manakshi in just a few moments. But otherwise, that's about it for this episode of the Trans-India Challenge podcast, but it's very definitely not the end of the road. There'll be more podcasts over the coming weeks, looking back at what happened, and also looking forward to the future of the Trans-India Challenge and what happens next. If you've missed previous episodes, well, you can listen to the Trans-India Challenge podcast on Anchor FM, on Apple and Google Podcasts, on Spotify and on Radio Public, amongst others. If you've got to this point, thanks as always for listening and for your tremendous support throughout the challenge, particularly on social media. And you can continue to follow us on at TransIndia Challenge for Facebook and Instagram and at TransIndia Chal on Twitter. But we leave the final thought to Manakshi Gupta, co-founder of Goonj and her thoughts on the Trans-India Challenge and its founder, Alan Braithwaite. One of the things that he mentioned, which really touched my heart, is that when he went to all the different uh, implementation offices of Gunj and he met with people, for them to be seen, to be acknowledged, and and to be appreciated, and, and to know that somebody was gonna, has taken this kind of a challenge for them, for, to highlight their work. I think that's a beautiful thing. Going back to my first conversation with him, I had a chat with him on the phone. When he tried to explain to me in a very gentle way as to what he was uh, you know, thinking about doing, I said, I have no idea how you're going to do this. But Alan, I think, has shown me uh, that if you have a resilience and, and a passion for something, and if you put yourself a vision, then no age, no health issues, no potholes on the road, nothing can be a barrier. And it strengthens my faith in the oneness of humanity. Alan sitting in in Britain and us working here, I do not know how it came to be that he decided to come and work with us. But there is some connection on a very humane level, on a very universally 
acknowledged principles of humanity, I think, on which we connect. And uh, I really thank him and Pat and all of you, the team which has really taken up this. Uh, I can't imagine. <laughs> I, I still am running out of adjectives for this. <laughs>